Welcome to People Helping People, the podcast to inspire greater social change in the business world and give you ideas on how to take action. Today, we're diving into part two, the epic conclusion of our discussion on Wild Tiger Teas with guest host Susie Bureau of Give Back Hack asking me about our social enterprise, Wild Tiger Teas. My five founders, Anu, Catherine, Kamal, Uriel, and myself, started Wild Tiger Teas out of a weekend Give Back Hack event in 2018. It's been a great experience in building a work program to help empower youth who are experiencing homelessness and on our own personal journey of building a t-shirt and mug screen printing business that is making a social impact. Last week, we spoke about how we started and have been building up our business model in a way that creates an impact and finished the episode just as we were ready to look towards the future. So jumping back in. Now we're struggling with this whole idea of like, how do we grow? And, you know, so, so 2019, it was like, okay, we, we went into 2019 realizing that we had something, but it was like, how do we make this stable? Right. Mm -hmm. So actually just something that, you know, if we're going to have a work program, how do we make sure that we go in every week? Um, which is the next iteration right. of the process, right? So you first focused in on solving, how do we really understand this problem? How do we create impact for for this group of youth experiencing homelessness? And now you're kind of on to this next challenge. <laughs> of, so like, how do we get stable orders coming in and how do we balance that so that we, you know, we have a regular work program? Yeah. Then how do we grow that? And then, Again, back to this point know. of entrepreneurship <laughs> feeling a bit manic, right? Like yeah. we're so excited. We, we feel like we have a, at least a first version of a solution to this initial problem, which is what's the best way for us to create impact impact. And now we move into the, the next version, which is how do we sustain that over time? So what does the future look like for Wild Tiger Tees and or how can we as a community support you and this work that you're doing? Yeah. So uh, kind of really for 2020, we are looking at how do we incrementally grow our program mm-hmm. so that we can go from you know one shift a week to three shifts a week with our, our five founders together. Kind of when we get to three shifts a week, we we max out. So it's like, how do we make that it's more efficient? Um, how do we, you know, um, make it so that we can run shifts more efficiently um, so that we can keep scaling? Um, Are you thinking about bringing more people into the mix? So it could be more more people. It It's also... Volunteers for Wild Tiger Teach specifically. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the work we, we've been working with OSU, they have a, a student group oh. called SCNO. Yes. Um, which is very powerful. They go out and they do work for, for nonprofits. Um, we've also worked with a, a professor um, who does a lot of video technology and, and he brought in a, a bunch of students to take some videos of our setup process and our check-in process, um, which is one area where we really need two people in the room mm-hmm. because there's just a lot going on at the same mm-hmm. time. So our thought is if we can get it down to have one person who's really leading a work session, then we can add more work sessions that way. Um, and so a lot of it is reaching out to the community and getting extra help on how do we build. Um, we're also, we work very closely inside the Star House. Uh, Russ is the director of the Star Works program, which kind of oversees uh, the work programs in mm-hmm. the Star House. And he kind of came in after we started and his idea is to really help build up more work opportunities inside the Star House mm-hmm. so that youth can have... Uh, a more consistent experience over a longer period of time. So what we found with Wild Tiger Tees is the youth that have worked with us over, you know, many, many shifts is we can really track their, their feedback and their progress and give them much better next steps 
we can also challenge them to be more involved in, in leading others and showing other people, um, you know, kind of developing those leadership skills of working with people. Um, if you look at it, though, there's really kind of another another layer of this of like, OK, after working in the star house, um, is there another work program that the youth can um, move into that will help develop them and have the connection to the jobs that will be more supportive of them? Yep. Um, so we're talking with Columbus Works is one such organization that does that. Um, and we're we're trying to bridge this gap between um, Columbus Works. They really want you to be in stable housing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, OK, can we prepare the youth to be ready for that program and almost this kind of funnel of connecting them to you know the right opportunities and the right people? And I love that partnership too. So your initial partnership with Starhouse allowed you to really essentially outsource. Um, I think of partnerships as cheat codes sometimes. <laughs> um, it's this cheat code that allows you to to outsource this really important piece, which is, you know, how do we truly understand our demographic, um, the people that we're serving? How do we have, you know, this stable in inflow mechanism for bringing those people to the table. How do we rely on the mm. experts that work with them every day to keep us up to date on best practices? Um, but you also have this partnership once you have completed your impact, your mission in terms of working to help the youth get to that next stage to to level up, to continue on this video game <laughs> metaphor. Um, how do you partner to, to get them what they need next. And I think I'm really impressed with both of those partnerships because that frees you up as an entrepreneur to be really focused in on how do I streamline this piece that, that I'm providing value in. Um, was that intentional? You know, this idea of we know the youth need next steps. Someone else is better equipped to provide that for them. Part of that is just natural iteration. So there's, you know, I think with entrepreneurship, there's things where you have to be very intentional putting the effort in in order to say, okay, this is not working. I need to break this. There's another level which happens almost organically of conversations that start to come up and people saying, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to work in this area or I'm, you know, I know this person, you should talk. And, you know, as you get together, it's like there's almost this natural fit, which kind of blossoms. Mm -hmm. Um, But in order to get to that, you you need to show up to the table, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be out there talking to people and you need to make sure that those conversations um, almost have, you know, a fertile ground to kind of kick off. Yeah. And, and so start. you're talking about the right relationships in the yeah. community. So, and and for us, a, a lot of it was the Starhouse creating this Starworks program and hiring a director for it um, has helped us so much. Just having somebody inside the Starhouse who is trying to coordinate and, and develop this. Yeah. Right. And Russ in particular, I've met with him a few times and I am so impressed with the mentality he's taking because he's very community first too. You know, he has his own thesis on what he thinks will work, but continues to go out and meet with folks in the community and say, Hey, what am I not thinking of? Or how do I move forward here? What questions should I be asking? Mm. And I think that's providing him with this really interesting, interesting uh, set of data and information to make decisions. Yeah, one thing I love about Russ is he makes things happen. So it's like, yeah, it's you very know, impressive. <laughs> I, you know, and, and this is a very entrepreneurial skill of being able to say, okay, Hey, you know, what are some of your biggest constraints? Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like, you know, what's the easiest things that we can, mm-hmm. can do to solve. Um, you know, and early on, one of those was we were bringing our equipment in every time and he was like, no, we'll, we'll find space in the warehouse where <laughs> yeah. you can leave it, you know? And it's like, it happened like that. So having somebody who, who really is, is 
kind of there looking out and saying, how can we make this process easier and simpler so that it's just yeah. better to streamline? Um, you know, and he's working on um, finding some longer term partners that will help give us stable work over a longer period of time. So we're really hoping that that, that comes together so that we can really count on having this much work over the next month where we can add a stable shift um, and, and ramp up and work with the youth a lot more closely. So that's great. One of the things that I see a lot with, especially early stage entrepreneurs is this desire to like really hug their solution close. (laughs) Um, and I, I have some of these tendencies myself as well, constantly working to combat them. Um, but you, I've never seen that, right? So a lot of folks, when they're working to bring a solution to market, um, are scared to necessarily let go of any of the control. But but you've found really great partners in Starhouse through Anne, through Russ, um, who, who you really trust, and you bring on, you know, essentially as members of the team. Even though, I guess traditionally maybe Russ isn't necessarily. A, a member. Yep. Um, so how, how do you feel you felt comfortable with truly partnering on a lot of the work that you've done? You know, I think one of the benefits for social entrepreneurship is that you're very clear about your mission, right? You know, the end goal is to help youth yeah. get back on their feet, to empower them to be able to, to do things with their lives. And I think all of a sudden you realize that, okay, it's not about me being successful and me making, you know, the one thing that's going to take over the world. It's like, you know, if somebody else can take over the world by, by learning from me, it's like, that's part of our mission to help help feed that. So I think you see this with social entrepreneurs that they tend to be a lot more collaborative and less, you know, afraid that their idea is going to be stolen because if their idea is stolen and somebody makes it better. (laughs) You're making impact. That's really good. Right. So, you know, I think, um, you know, and with the nature of, of what we're doing, um, you know, the more that we can expand, uh, you know, a work program, like we get to work with three youth a week. Right. Mm-hmm. We have 10 youth come to the door and say, mm-hmm. how do I join? And 120 coming you know, to Starhouse every day. Right. And so there is a huge demand for people who want to be part of something like this. Um, and so it's like, how do we s- scale that? How do we create enough opportunity for everybody who wants it? Um, and so, you know, I think getting more people involved is, yeah. you know, you know, key to that. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention. You have work <laughs> to get done and... Uh, the goal is the impact that you're creating and partnering along the way is really powerful. Yeah. It's one of my dreams to find a way to tap the entrepreneurial spirit of the youth that we work with because they are very good at adapting. If you're out on the streets trying to survive at the age of 20 on your own, do you, you, you develop this edge, which is very similar to what, what I've seen in entrepreneurs. You know, yeah. They're kind of like, yeah, I'm going to make it happen one way or another. Here are the circumstances that I am in you know, and... How do we how do we move forward? So I'd love to find a way to be able to tap that in the future. Well, I think you have some really interesting ways that you're doing that now. Um, so in addition to the you know workforce development program that you do with the youth from a printing of the shirts perspective, um, you know teaching them entrepreneurial skills, um, skills that they could you know use to get another job in a print shop. Um, on top of the soft skills too, soft and hard skills. Um, one of the things that I have been impressed by is that you're you're continuing to kind of go above and beyond for the youth and in one of those areas uh is design do you want to talk a little bit about that 
Yeah. So uh, one of our initiatives that we really want to do is is to help um, teach the youth how to utilize online platforms for selling their designs. There's mm-hmm. a lot of artistic talent at the Star House. It's really cool. We were talking to this guy on on Friday, and he showed me one of his sketches, and it was like. You know, it was like this rose and a skull, but it was like really good. And it was just like, yeah, you know, I just drew this in the last hour or so. And I'm like, man, you know, there's, there's gotta be a way to take that and and use technology to actually earn some income from that. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing that we're trying to do is, is, is work with the youth on their designs and really help them through that process of like, here's a marketplace where we're going to sell your, your goods online. Um, To start with, we might not be printing them. We might outsource that bit. And then, you know, pass the profit back to you. Um, but they really don't understand a lot of these technology platforms like you know, Redbubble or <laughs> Cafe Press yeah. or, or Printful, where like you can take your, your own art and turn it into a product that you can sell online mm-hmm. um, and then earn the profit from that. Um, so our hope is to, to, to kind of build that in and teach them, here's how this stuff works. Well, um, helping them earn some money from that. So that is our, one of our initiatives for 2020 is to figure that piece out. That's great. Um, (laughs) and I love the, I love the execution strategy there again, really focusing in on this process of design thinking, empathy first, you know, what do, what is the population that we're working with really love? You know, what do they do naturally? What are they good at identifying that design is one of those things, um, that, you know, is not just a skill, but also something that they're passionate about, which when we're passionate about things, we're much more likely to stick with them, to move forward, to, to get through these manic times as entrepreneurs, <laughs> uh, these difficult times, uh, um, looking to say, we think that there's a solution for this. Um, and rather than, you know, you sticking to the traditional screen printing of shirts, prototyping via a mechanism that allows you to get to market much more quickly. You know, some entrepreneurs might think, okay, we want to print uh, stickers, we should do that on our own or whatever else. Um, Redbubble in particular, I think is a really interesting platform because uh, it's not just a mechanism for the for the printing of stickers, but it also eliminates all of these other things that are really hard, that make getting a business off the ground really hard. Um, they are a marketplace where the art can be exposed to a large group of people. I, I think they drop ship as well. So they would do the printing, they would do the shipping. Yeah. Um, the youth wouldn't make as much money probably as if they were selling directly um, but they also wouldn't have, you know, the opportunity of that really large platform to move forward. Um, so again, like these partnerships, these yeah. cheat codes to kind of getting to market much more quickly to understand, you know, which which things are most profitable. Is it coffee mugs or <laughs> stickers or shirts? Yeah. Um, and and you know what creates the most demand? Is it stickers? Whatever else. Yeah. Um, so I, I really love that you're as an entrepreneur focused in on, okay, we have this idea, how do we test it in this really low to medium fidelity way and get information back? And then from there, we can prioritize expanding into stickers or whatever else. You hit it right on the on the nail. If we can get them to do this online and get enough volume where we can start doing that printing work in, in-house, then there's a lot of a, a huge crossover effect where yep. they're doing designs and we're printing the the mugs or the t-shirts or the stickers or whatever it is, um, and then shipping them out. That that will start to grow how many youth that we can work with and just the overall ownership of the people that are involved on on their artwork and their 
ability to earn an income, um, even if they don't have a job, you know, just through other means. So learning what those other means are. That's great. So what is, as 2020 is kicking off, um, what are the other areas of focus for the year um, other than identifying how you might be able to work with more youth? So, you know, I I think we are taking it one step at a time. Our, our, Our plan for this year is to really focus in on how we can add additional shifts um, mm-hmm. and expand our program. Okay. Um, so we want to go from one shift a week to three shifts a week um, and figure out what that next step is to really scale this in terms of like personnel or you know expertise that we need in order to to grow that. Um, the other area that we're really interested in, you know, getting the youth artwork into a marketplace where they can start to earn some uh, you know, revenue on the profits from those. So those are our two goals for 2020. I love that. Um, this transitions well into, I guess, a set of questions that I have for you. One of the things that I did in preparation, uh, for the recording of this podcast was reach out to different leaders within the community who know you admire you as well. Um, just to make sure that we did a comprehensive job of, of telling your story. Um, so I have a question that came in from Jay Klaus. He's the founder of Unreal Collective. And I know that you've worked with him uh, through that platform. Um, and he, what he told me was one of the things that he's most impressed um, by by you around is really your ability to manage time. <laughs> and I would agree with that, right? So if one of the things that we've talked about here today is you have three really important things that you're doing well. And that's a very difficult thing to do. It's one of the things that I struggle with most as an entrepreneur um, is how do I make sure that we're properly scoping the activities that we're working on and giving them the right amount of time so that we're doing them well. Um, and you have, you know, your your day job, you have Wild Tiger Tees, and you also have this podcast. Um, so what wisdom do you have to share with us on the time management <laughs> Teach me your ways, Adam. Uh, I'd, I'd have to give all credit to that to my wife, Anu, who's a, a born project manager. Um, and she's very you know, vocal if I'm getting too swept away by things. Because I, I am one of these people that is very creative with ideas. I always want to jump yep. into things. Um, and I'm not the best at managing my time. So I get overwhelmed constantly Same. and I'm always <laughs> in this bucket of like, how do I fit everything in that I want to do? Um, so does a new help you on the scope side of things kind of call out when it begins to creep or, uh, yeah. So she definitely calls, calls me out, especially if I'm looking at doing things, um, which are way from, you know, it's kind of core mission of developing social entrepreneurship. Um, last year, I, you know, took a look at a lot of my activities that I was doing and pared it down to. Is this, you know, uh, helping wild tiger teas? Is this, you know, taking the podcast forward? I realized last year that the podcast was very important for um, really coming in contact with new ideas because people in Columbus are working on really great stuff. That's true. And even outside of Columbus, there are a lot of really cool things that are going on. And and that gives you inspiration of like, hey, I could try this or I could try that. Um, and so I wanted to get my podcast back going again. That had to be very intentional of how yep. am I using my time? Um, how can I, you know, outsource or delegate um, which is really scary for me. I'm very bad at delegating. Yeah, um, it is a scary thing. So that is something I'm still learning. But, you know, I, th- 
I love the idea of you <laughs> delegating, though, for a few reasons. Uh, one, you know, having seen you in action with Wild Tiger Tees at Starhouse working with the youth, I can say confidently, like, you are a really great um, coach and teacher. And so this idea of you delegating, I think, provides more people the opportunity to, to learn from you what you're doing, how you're doing it, and kind of amplifies and allows them to be more impactful. I always I worry about delegating because I'm not trying to push more work on other people, um, but I really see it as an opportunity to like bring more people into the table um, provide more opportunity for people to become leaders in the social enterprise space. So I love the idea of this. <laughs> uh, understand how it could be scary, but definitely yeah. want to encourage more. It is definitely something that uh, you have to think about. You know, you have to learn how to say no, and you have to learn how to trust people and, and find the right people to yeah. um, get involved. Our next question comes from Louisa Lee. She's one of mm. the founding organizers of Give Back Hack. Um, and in conversation with her, she uh, is also incredibly impressed by you and, and essentially said that you were destined to make wild dagger teas happen. Um, with Give Back Hack, I think we provide a, a platform for people to come together and organically something start from there. Um, but you in particular put in the work to make the partnerships to truly understand and empathize with the people you were serving in advance. Um, and I, you know, we've talked about I. I think and Louisa thinks that this is a big part of what's made you so successful. Um, so Louisa's question is, you know, what advice do you have for other people who are looking to get into the space, um, how to prepare for that or how to partner in the right way? One, just coming to get back hack is a great way to start to get your head around it. Um, but even preparing for get back hack, like understand your, your personal motivations, like what, what you want mm -hmm. for me. It's like, I, I get the satisfaction that I get when I'm working with somebody on, you know, a, a close basis. And I am very clear that I want that to be part of my, my career. So I think understanding that helps a lot. The other piece is just being curious, like going out, actually figuring out what's going on in your community. Cause there is a lot more going on in Columbus um, than I ever realized. And when Absolutely. I started digging, it was like, oh my gosh, there's this stuff here. And it's like, it's, it's that which kind of inspires ideas. I think the other big key is just accepting that you don't have to know it all. Yes. Right. Um, and that there are people out there who will want to help you. Um, and one of the best way to connect with those people is give back hack because you get people coming in who are like, yeah, I want to make a social impact and I want to start something and I don't know how to do it and I don't have all the skills, but hey, let's give it a try. And when you find that a team of, of people, everyone kind of brings a, something to the table mm -hmm. and you have what it takes to, to launch something. Absolutely. We're, we're very specific about, you know, just shaking people out of the woodwork who are really excited about just the idea of social enterprise with any type of background. Um, I think your, your team is a really good example of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about like the makeup and background of your team? We talked a little bit earlier about it being interdisciplinary, which, you know, we believe is really important in terms of finding success. Yep. Um, Tell me more about that. Yeah, no, it's it was a, a very lucky team. I have a technology background and I mess with ideas. Uh, Anu is a, a project manager. She's my wife. She she uh, originally came along. She was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to see much of Adam if I'm not involved in this. So I'm going <laughs> to jump in, which I'm really thankful because um, one, it's it's hard starting something with your spouse. Mm -hmm. um, we learned a lot. <laughs> 
our team was very patient while we learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's been really powerful. Um, Uriel is just a fantastic graphic designer. So he really has this this idea of of how do you actually create a design that's good, which helps in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of creating a quality product. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kamal is a process engineer. So, which he's very talented at looking at something and being like, hey, how can we, you know, make this better? And sometimes on, on the shift, you'll see him even work his magic of like asking the youth of like, hey, what else could we do in this situation to, to make this more efficient or better? And and that just kind of thinking really helps iterate, you know, somebody who's who's really good at that. And then Catherine is an art teacher, which is actually one of the most valuable things um, because she works in day in, day out, giving feedback to uh, her students. Um and so really understanding how we can give feedback to, you know, the youth that we work with, she is just phenomenal at, at connecting with them and understanding how to frame that feedback. Um, and so that's really given a lot to her of depth to our work program mm-hmm. of how we can actually develop people over time. I think this is the, the cool thing about uh, Give Back Hack is like when you care about, you know, the, the social problem that you're trying to solve, you'll figure out the rest on, on how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that you don't have to have all the answers. It's like, dive in, you'll figure it out, you'll get something started. And that's where it's fun, it's crazy, <laughs> it's maddening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it'll create some good things and you learn so much along the way. Yeah, that's absolutely true. One of the big things that we say is if you can Google and you're passionate about social enterprise, you be- you belong in this community. And that might be, you know, at Give Back Hack, but that might be, you know, moving into next steps and anything. You know, if you have a passion to solve a problem, you can learn whatever you need to along the way. Because especially in that really kind of hairy vague initial stage, we you don't know what you don't know. It's impossible to create the right team of people with the right background to be able to solve every problem. What you need instead are people who are willing to roll up their sleeves and have the grit to get the job done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I don't think uh, when imagining Wild Tiger Tees, I would have said, here are the five people that you need with these five yeah, backgrounds. No way. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in retrospect, it does make sense. Um, so I'm very impressed by that. And I think that you've also done a great job inspiring the youth in that way too. I know that at least uh, the day that I did a visit to Starhouse, one of the youth was talking about, you know, maybe I'd, I'd like to be an entrepreneur someday like you. This is actually really interesting. And I walked out of that experience, my face hurt from all the <laughs> smiling that I was doing because without missing a beat, you just looked at that youth and essentially said like, Hey, like this someday is, is actually now, um, you know, you're talking about someday you'll be an entrepreneur. Like what you're doing here is being an entrepreneur and here's how, and you started yeah. talking about the different steps of the process that they were engaged in and working through. And you kind of said like, what does it look like we're doing? You know, I'm not doing a ton of stuff outside of here with, without you, like you're a really big part of this process. Um, so, so I, it's, I think it's great um, that you've kind of experienced different things in the community that lower the barrier to entry for entrepreneurship in the community and have kind of replicated that yourself in a different spot. Wild Tiger Tees and, and People Helping People both do a really good job, I think, of of amplifying 
individuals. You know, mm-hmm. through the podcast, you're um, telling the story of entrepreneurs doing great work, which means that, you know, you're providing more opportunity for the community to support them, to understand who they are, know what they're doing. Um, but it also inspires people to get started themselves with the different types of initiatives from hearing those stories. While Tiger Tees is, is similar, you bring in youth mm-hmm. uh, and really focus in on on coaching and providing them with skills to move into their next stage of life. Um, is that something that you recognize as a theme throughout the different type of work that you do, you know, working with people? That is a really good way of putting it. I think that was always my hope of like the more you can share you know, these experiences and these stories, the more that enables people to say, Hey, here's, here's a path to actually get there. I'm a strong believer that, um, when you know, you know, a better way to get somewhere, you take that better route. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if people say, okay, yeah, this is how I could actually start a social mm-hmm. enterprise and something that I care about, then they'll go and they'll do it and they'll make an impact. So yeah, um, that is truly my dream. You're living it. You're doing it. Um, And that circles around to another community member, Clayton Nelson, who's one of the lead organizers at Give Back Hack Columbus. When I was chatting uh, with him about the impact on the work that you've done, he even narrowed it down to the simplest thing, the the T-shirts that you all produce with Wild Tiger Tees. He was saying, you know, I wear those every day and they're a continued source of inspiration for for him um, as he wears them, like knowing that you as a social entrepreneur created them, um, but also that they are uh, a mechanism for people to ask questions. He said that he gets a lot of people who are like, you know, what's that shirt? Um, and in addition to being able to um, to talk about Give Back Hack, because Wild Tiger Tees prints all of the shirts for our Give Back Hack events, at least since your founding, yes, um, <laughs> uh, he gets the opportunity to, you know, spread our mission by talking about it, but also gets the, talk, the opportunity to talk about yours too. Um, which he finds really inspiring. Ah, I love it. I love, I love the change that's happening and I love how people are getting so involved in this community. Um, it is really inspiring. It's truly people helping people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. All right. Well, Adam, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us. I'm really excited that uh, the world finally has the context it should have on Wild Tiger Tees uh, and how People Helping People was founded. I know I learned a lot today um, and I continue to be inspired by the work that you do uh, and grateful that you do it. Um, Social entrepreneurship is not an easy thing, especially when it's on top of this day-to-day work. And I know it takes... Mm -hmm relentless grit uh, and and a lot of hard work to get through it all. Um, and I, I'm i going to go ahead and represent the community <laughs> when I say thank you. Um, it's been great. You're welcome. And thank you so much for coming out. Uh, you're one of the people I look up to in, in terms of, <laughs> you know, great movements that are creating more change. Um, and I just, you know, I, I love your energy. Um the podcast with you and Louisa was just so much fun being in the room with the two of you. So it's, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, <laughs> uh, everyone connected with Give Back Hack is just fantastic. So I, I you know, I love the, the people that you've pulled together through all of this. Um, but thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much for listening to our story on starting Wild Tiger Tees. If you're ever ordering bulk t-shirts, reach out to us at wildtigertees.com. Yes, that's our email, us at wildtigertees.com. 
And thank you so much to Susie Biro from Get Back Hack for coming out to dive into our story. If you haven't been involved in Get Back Hack, the next event is April 24th to 26th, 2020 here in Columbus, Ohio. More events can be found on their website, givebackhack.com. And as always, you can find these resources in the show notes on peoplehelpingpeople.world. And you can also check out our weekly newsletter for cutting edge social entrepreneurship news at socialgoodblueprint.substack.com. Thank you so much for listening to our own story. And until next week, cheers. Cheers.